welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. Got another episode this week, and Sam's back. Hey. How's it going, man? Dude, it's going. Yeah, you've been you've been gone a little while. You got some stuff going on. You want to share a little bit? Uh, yeah, I got got cut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I've been uh, been recovering for a, just over a month. Yeah, how's that going? I know you were you had some issues for a little little bit there. Things better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things things are better. It was just um, you know, things going on medically. I had to get taken care of, and now it's taken care of. So, yeah, man. Smooth sailing from here. This is probably the best time to do it. I mean, like, you know, the world's yeah. on lockdown. Yeah, dude, pandemically, I'm, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, best, oh, I got to have life-altering surgery? Yeah, put me down right now. I would. <laughs> yeah. Hell, man. Yeah, it was the perfect time to do it. Like, I'm not traveling for work. Right, right. You know, like, I'm, I'm home all day working from home, so, like... Are, are I, you I, working right now? Yeah. Good, yep, good yep. for you, so man. So, I, I needed surgery. Wait, you tell yes. me you don't need to be ultra-mobile to work from a laptop? <laughs> what? You don't need to drive into the office to be on the computer? No, I don't know about no. you guys, but I actually found out today I'm not going to be back in the office until, like, next year. Oh, for real? Yeah, man. Whoa. I am fully prepared to uh, hang out at home for the, dude, next, uh, cool. the next four months. That's but, uh, dude, I'm, I'm excited to have you back on. Um, I know we've been working on a lot of stuff while you were laid up recovering. Um, but this is one episode I really wanted to do with you in person. And that's, uh, we're going to talk about gear, mm-hmm. right? Um, especially given everything that's going on in the world right now, uh, I think, and we share this on our, our Facebook and our Instagram profile. We push a lot of this stuff out to you guys. But, you know, gun sales are at a record number right now. And yeah. a lot of people are just looking into uh, being being prepared, yes. right? You know, because no one knows what's going to happen. Um, it takes like right. one one tragic event to kick off a Kenosha, Wisconsin yeah. level and it can riot. Be anywhere, anywhere in the country, yeah, something man. can go wrong, and it hits the news, mm-hmm. and the entire country just well. Uh, and you know, originally up. it was Minneapolis, right? Yep. And I feel like to some, we almost get like that false sense of security because we're not like we don't live in Detroit or directly around. Detroit. We're in the suburbs of Detroit. You right. Know? So uh, I'm guilty of it. You know, hey, I'm not going to, I'm prepared for, for a lot of stuff, but I, I'm going to be fine because no one's going to make it all the way over here. But I mean, if it happens here, then this city becomes mm-hmm. the hot spot. then, yeah. okay, well, kind of a flawed uh, logic there, false yeah. security. Yeah. So um, we want to talk about gear, right? Because uh, you really, you don't need to go out and get all the stuff, you know, but when you go out and buy like an AR-15, right, mm-hmm. America's rifle, um, there's to some extent like, and it could be a, a handgun too. I mean, you got a rifle and a handgun. There's like some supporting gear that you should have. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll kind of start at the baseline and we'll kind of build up through it um, for a couple different reasons. I mean, a lot of people want to be prepared and they just don't know. Um, maybe you just, you started getting into shooting, you really like it and you want to buy this stuff, but you don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've talked about it before. I'm definitely guilty of just buying stuff and upgrading over time and wasting a ton of money on kit that I'll never touch again. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hopefully this maybe even helps some people, but starting with just like, okay, you have an AR-15, right? Mm-hmm. Basic, basic gear. If you have nothing else besides the rifle, you got to have a good sling, right? Yes. I mean, uh, for a lot of different reasons. You know, uh, you, you it helps you manipulate the rifle, but mm-hmm. it also, it's like the holster. You know, it's like the holster of your rifle. Right. Um, if you got to, I mean, I'm sure when you guys were in the service, it's probably a big thing. And you've, you've harped on me because of how I do my sling setup. Because mm-hmm. I run mine pretty loose. You like to get yours 
cinched way the hell down, right? Yeah, so the the reason uh, I wear my sling the way I do and the, the brand that I use mm-hmm. is we would have to do like a lot of different, um, you know, buddy carries, buddy drags. Uh, you're doing training and, okay, you know, someone got shot in the leg or whatever. They're bleeding out. Sure. You got to, you know... Uh, you got to treat them and then get them to some kind of like uh, recovery point or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it, I've seen it all the time. You know, it'd be, it'd be nighttime. Like we're, you know, we're wearing nods and stuff, right? A guy goes down and then I put my rifle on my back or it's slung. Yeah. And then I bend down to, to, to get this guy to buddy drag him and the rifle swings around and, and it hits him you know, <laughs> right in the face. Like I've, I've seen it a bunch of times. This guy wasn't actually injured, right? So it's just a training exercise. Yeah, this is a training exercise. But like now he's injured. Yeah, now he got <laughs> smashed in the freaking face. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's just, uh, I think it's overlooked when people talk yeah. about it, like how important a good sling is. But man, yes. like you really should. I mean, and there's a, there's a reason hunters have them. You know, and they're right. not even doing all that stuff. But you know, if you need to get it out of your way to do something, yeah, makes it your easier hands to free, man. Like, you, well, you have yeah, to do stuff. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different reasons for it. So a good quality sling is is really the first. If you were talking about a rifle, the first thing you should look at. You know, um, I know there's a lot of different brands out there. I mean, it seems mm-hmm. like every day you're seeing somebody else that drops one. You know, I know, uh, like I run the feral concepts uh slingster mm-hmm. on mine uh and my wife both use uh those on our guns and i really like it just because of how smooth the pull tab is and i right. thought i was like man that's slick like i gotta have that that thing's awesome then i like you know three weeks four weeks later I, i'm looking around online like oh everybody has this <laughs> it's really not that special yeah do you need it no but like i mean you should probably spend a little bit of money on a good mm-hmm. sling right i think i dropped like Absolutely. about 50 bucks on mine yeah i would say with, with any piece of gear it is best to buy once, cry once. Now that, yeah. of course, is like if you actually have the money, you know, don't put yourself in well, debt. Sure, and or that's anything stupid. And kind of, you got to like kind of prioritize this all right. too, right? Yeah. You know, and that's why I think a sling is—it's uh, fairly low on the expense factor compared to a lot of things. Right. Um, yeah. But it's probably one of the most important as well. Absolutely, uh, is having a good quality sling and quality, and you know, like okay, good materials, and that's not just the sling itself; it's the padding that comes with it. Um, I would recommend, you don't have to get a padded one. I'd recommend it because non-padded ones chafe your neck and it sucks. Um, mm-hmm. But also the the connectors, right? How yeah. are you connect? Are you are you really using the loops that are built into your stock and your maybe your A-frame site? Right. Um, which is viable. It's totally how, fine. How's the quality if you're doing like QD? How's, yeah. how's the quality of the QD? See, and that's, like, is it going to pop off the moment... You know, and I you, was you really, dude, I was super hesitant against using QD at first because mm-hmm. I bought a couple of them off of like, it was either eBay or Amazon yep. and they were trash, man. You got to get yeah. like some decent QD mounts. That's, I, I personally, I like the, the HK hooks, like the, the clasp hooks. Yeah, I like those too. Um, they're yeah. a little bit noisier, uh, but I mean, they're more, in my opinion, it's more reliable. It's, it's not going to fail, yeah, you know, or there's less or, of a risk of failing. Or some kind of... Um like 550 cord or like some kind of lanyard, right? Something that, that you can like knot to it. Yeah, yeah. It like cinches to the, the gun. Yeah, and that's that's really important because the last thing you need is that coming apart and then essentially, right. you, A, you wasted your money, which sucks, but B, mm-hmm. you have no sling then. You can try and jerry-rig something together, but that's in a situation where you actually need it. It's not where you want to find yourself, no. right? So, no. so, so a sling. Um, moving past the sling, let's say you want to get we're going to take it up another step. And a lot of this stuff kind of gets the weird vibe too. Um, 
in the media we've talked about this on other you know previous episodes mm-hmm. is uh the stigma and the vibe that you get for having some of this stuff but um hey man the second amendment guarantees the right to own all this you know it's not absolutely um and this is maybe and i'd like to hear you uh specifically maybe sure. illuminate this a little bit um <laughs> military grade equipment (laughs) (laughs) um you know people say you don't need that and what's funny is like nine times out of ten it's not like the weapon they're talking about or anything it's the gear which is all defensive or at the very least it's just like to help you carry stuff that's like saying you can't have that suitcase it's too big for you like dude yeah so first of all military grade is not what people think it is like it's not like this ultra high speed you know, super durable, super amazing. No, um, like it's usually a fucking piece of shit. Well, it's be, just built to, be totally to it. Honest, like, no, it's it's built to like take a beating, yeah, man. But it's built but to it's, last. But it doesn't mean it's going to give you. No, I mean it. No, it's man. just it's built to a certain specification that's going to last. You know, it's a durability thing. It's not like yeah, the durability is there. Like that, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it that. But like as for. Uh, I'll, I'll just give you an example, okay? So in the service, we would use a bunch of different kinds of radios. Very mm-hmm. expensive radios. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm like, uber expensive, right? <laughs> um, it was super common the moment we get into the woods. These radios don't work, and now everyone whips out their, their like, cell phone and just starts calling each other. Like, that, was, <laughs> that was, like, really, really common. Oh, you yeah. Know? So even in the military, military grade doesn't mean ah, dude, jack shit. No. Really? Uh, that's well, so okay, and and that's what kills me. People go, you don't need military grade, fill in the blank. It's like, well, stop using that term because it really yeah. doesn't like mean what you think it means. It doesn't. Um, really. And you know, I was never in the military, but I've had several people tell me. I mean, like, dude, it's really nothing that special. No, it's not. Even if you go to like Joe's Army Navy, right? You yeah. Go to go to Joe's and look at like their camping section. I was actually just and there it's last all the, weekend. The yeah. military tents, military, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then you go to an REI. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, REI is way nicer. Yeah, civilian grade (laughs) is what you need to be talking about. It's it's lighter. Quality is better. You know, it's... Hasn't been passed through 17 guys before it got to you. Yeah, man. Yeah. So talking about military grade, the, the first thing that really I feel like a lot of people get into because it's the cheapest... Well, it can be the cheapest is a like a solid duty belt, like a battle belt, Mm, right? mm. And... Okay. Battle belts. I mean, they used to be a lot bigger. Now these days, you know, they're getting real yeah, slim. Yeah, they used to be pretty, pretty big and. Padded. It's kind of like the it, the trends are kind of heading more towards like what you see on police officers, low where profile. it's a little bit low profile, yeah, yeah. a little bit more comfort based, while still giving you the full utility. Now I'm not, I don't want like one of the John Browns, or, you know, one of those like big. I think that's what they're called, anyways. The the big thick leather ones that mm-hmm. you know. I'm not into that basket weave leather everything. Right, right. Um, but a lot of these good belts now, uh, either I know you have one that has like an inner outer design. Um, but basically, guys, a, a duty belt is just going to help you carry some of your essentials, and it takes some of that weight off of. Um, you know, if it's on your, you're carrying it all in a backpack. It keeps it more accessible. It puts mm-hmm. it on your hips rather than your back. Um, you kind of got to be a little bit frugal with that because you don't want to load yeah. up any one body part more than anything. Um, but you can also run a holster off it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. If you if you have a pistol to go with that rifle, we were just talking about having a good duty belt is essential, right? Because um, you got to be able, you have to have a quality holster, and it has to be mounted to something that's going to hold together and put everything where you need it. And so you have your extra ammo. Um, a couple of like good brands. I know you. You have the Ronin. It says it's the gunfighter. Yeah, it's uh, Ronin. Was it Senshi or something? It's 
Yeah, it's more like, the, like the, it. the nicer ones mm-hmm. from Ronin. And it's and got that, like the scuba webbing uh, sewn into it, right? Super yeah, rigid and yeah, everything. It, it's really nice. And guys, I, I what, like it a lot. And and that's the thing is you got to like look at it because there's cheaper, there's way cheaper options out there, you know, but mm-hmm. they're flimsy. Uh, the nice ones, guys, you want to look for have like scuba webbing and stuff built like sewn into it. Um, and it's, it's purposely that rigid to help support the extra weight, you know, fully yes. loaded magazines, fully loaded handgun. It, it's heavy. Yep. You know, if you have a flimsy ass belt, it, you're really still carrying the weight yourself. The belt's not helping assist in any of that. Um, and in a lot of cases it's actually gonna make it harder to get to what you need to, yeah. I think. Um, so you run the Ronin, uh, I have the T-Rex Arms Orion, the uh, the first gen. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit less rigid. Um, it's like an inner belt, outer belt system. Uh, yours Velcros together. Mine is just the Orion itself. It's kind of like a sleeve that you run the the buckle belt through. Yeah, yeah. Um, works pretty well for me and what I and what I need. It's a little bit slimmer than one of these big thick Condor ones that you used to see all the time. Um, but you know, it, any of those is going to be a good fit as long as you make smart choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, with the belt itself. Uh, you, and you, I mean, what do you carry on yours? So, on my belt, I on all of my gear, I keep it as minimalist as possible, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much just through experience. I've I've learned that's for me that is the best way to go. Um, so on my belt, I'll have my pistol, um, you know, maybe like a couple pistol mags, an AR mag, yeah, and then. Dump pouch, mm-hmm. maybe a med kit. Yep, that's it. That's pretty much where I'm. I don't have. The, I don't usually run a dump pouch. Um, and you guys, I mean, everyone's got a little bit different need yep. for it. I mean, you can carry stuff in it. It's not just to throw empty magazines in a dump pouch, but mine's pretty much the same. You know, I got the holster. I got two pistol mags and an AR mag that are like the immediate accessibility mm-hmm. type things. And on the back side, I carry a like a tearaway um, med kit. And I have a. It's two pouches. It's my med kit, and then I have a. A, a standalone um, tourniquet pouch with some trauma shears. Mm, um, okay. Some of like the real nice ones out there, which I haven't really invested in. I kind of want to. I uh, can get that into one package. It's pretty slim, so you can sit in a car with it and stuff too. Yep. Um, talking about holsters though, for a second, um, that's something else. And I, I, I loop it together with the duty belt because they kind of go one in the same. You have to have one to really get the other to function properly. Um, and there's really with combatives it seems like two schools of thought right kydex which is great um and then like duty-based holsters like safari land right um and we both run safari lands yes um it's got the uh and safari land's great you know even guys that like uh the people from t-rex arms even they give them props for it because they're They're, basically great holsters they're the like the household name uh in duty holsters because they have that active uh, retention system. You mm-hmm. have to defeat that lever or in some cases like a hood and a lever to yep. get that firearm out. So nobody's going to, A, if you, if you like roll down a hill and lose all your shit, you're not going to lose your pistol because yeah, it's locked that. in there. <laughs> um, but no one's going to sneak up behind you. Well, I mean, I guess they could, but they're going to have a way harder time right. getting that gun away from you uh, with, a, with a safari land. Um, they also have a really nice uh, drop leg system. Kind of gets it to like a more natural uh, height to draw from yeah. versus like straight up mounting on the hip. So, you know, plus it looks cool. Yeah. Right. And then the same result can be achieved with a different brand. Um, it's just, I, I have always found that Safari lands quality of product yeah. is like, it's, it's very good. Yeah. I mean, Blackhawk is starting to, uh, they kind of revamped some stuff. I know the, the Serpa was really not a great product for them for 
Dude, it was everyone the, everywhere in the military, though. Yeah, that was me. It was like, good. No, 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 no. no hell and no. for you guys that don't know, the SERPA is, it, you still see a lot with law enforcement because a lot of these mm-hmm. agencies just bought them in bulk. Yeah. You, to, to unholster, Safari Land has a thumb lever along the side of the gun. For this Blackhawk SERPA, you used to have to press down a lever in the middle of the holster. With and, your trigger finger. Yeah, with your trigger finger. And a lot of times what it would do is as you press that button and pulled back to unholster the gun, your finger would end up naturally falling back into your trigger guard. Yeah. People had a lot of problems with negligent uh, discharges. Um, so they kind of got a bad rap, and deservingly so. You know, just yeah. a poor... De- I mean, yeah, it was, it was good just concept a, on paper. Not the greatest design when yeah. put into practice. Yeah. Um, but then talking about Kydex, uh, you can actually find that probably cheaper than a lot of these safari land uh and they're it's about as durable good kydex is pretty durable yeah um but there's just no active retention system to it and over time it wears out Mm -hmm. you know uh, you kind of got to heat it back up and press it back together the nice thing is if you are one of these people that carries a a firearm that isn't super typical and and in safari land's credit they've really upped their lineup the last couple years um you can custom mold whatever light you can custom mold whatever pistol size and everything you need um, and a lot of them now even design it to work with the, the Safari Land platforms. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, quick disconnects and all that, you know, uh, really high speed gear to, yeah, <laughs> to change it all out. Um, so a good holster, I mean, guys, just look around. There's tons of great companies out. If there's anything I can say about a good holster, it's probably one of the top five things you should not try and be frugal with. I agree. Um, you really shouldn't. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's a safety thing. Yeah. Like especially if you're running a striker fired, you know, like a mm-hmm. Glock, it doesn't have any kind of external safety, external safety or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your holster is your safety. Yeah. The life you save may be your own. <laughs> um, but we were just talking about, you know, medical stuff goes on there. Your, your medical, your tourniquet, uh, medical shears, uh, yeah. your basic, you know, ouch pouch, some uh, gauze, right. some uh, clotting agent, whatever. Right. Um, but that can all get carried on your belt, and it still leaves you pretty mobile, right? And you can, I mean, you can, you can throw some other stuff on there, like a knife, if you want. Um, yeah. I mean, people, I, th- I think the biggest mistake people make is just putting too much stuff yeah. on their kit, whether it's a belt, And you really have to weigh out the options, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, if you live out in the woods and a knife is something that you're going to, like, you, you need a knife for a lot of the stuff you're going to be doing. Dude, right. by all means, throw it on there. Yeah. But, like, dude, I live in the middle of suburbia. I'm not going to be, like, you know, whittling wood right. to make a squirrel trap no, or anything. Yeah. I, don't need, I don't need, like, a 7-inch fixed blade. Yeah, and that's know, not to say you can't have one in your pocket or something or a, a multi-tool <laughs> or something. You can throw it somewhere else. You can still have a knife. Just it doesn't need to be on your belt. Yeah, carry a backpack. Yeah. Why the hell not? Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things that I know we talked about before was uh, – you know, weighing out some options was, dude, you can have a lot of uh, security and a lot of benefit in just speed. Right? Absolutely. So the less crap Absolutely. that is weighing you down, the easier you can move, like, and evade or hide, whatever. Yeah. You're going to be better off. Yeah, speed versus uh, speed versus security is um, that's, that's a real important lesson to learn. And I feel like as soon as people start kind of getting into this gear thing, they start seeing this stuff that people like other people online, you right. know, and like the internet's great for sharing this content. It gives you a lot of ideas. Um, you just have to kind of pump the brakes sometimes and realize, Hey man, if you're not active law enforcement or active duty military, as cool as some of this stuff is like, you probably don't need like, you don't, a, need, you don't need like a lanyard to uh, clip into, you know, uh, no, no, dude, to line you, out of a helicopter or anything. You don't need a <laughs> bunch of, um, chem sticks. Yeah. Like, you know, like or the, flex, the like chem stick tree hanging or, from your belt, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you don't need 
the the cuffs hanging from your belt you had, and again that's not to say you, know, you can't have it in a backpack or something because chem sticks have right. a multitude of uses yeah. but like Just do you really wh- need all where, that where where the gear that you will real realistically mm-hmm. use yeah and you know minimalist is best yeah i know everyone likes to do the whole you know like one is one is none two is one well like okay that's great and but, to an uh, extent it's sh- true yeah but, but like shit gets fucking heavy man oh yeah you know and, and that's here is really heavy if we take this another step further we talk about the next like facet of this discussion is uh plate carriers really mm-hmm. you know so um yeah plate carrier is just a uh glorified like well, they start out as anyways, it's basically like a glorified fisherman's vest with some ballistic panels in it. Yeah. And, yeah. and obviously in the last couple of years since the internet's really picked up with the gun community, you see so many developments and stuff. But um, here's something, and, and we're going to do a separate episode about all this stuff down the road, but uh, it just holds a 10 by 12. Basically, it's slightly bigger than a piece of paper, yep. ballistic plate to protect you. Yep. You know, and yes, you have like Molly webbing or whatever have you on the front uh, sides sometimes in the back to attach pouches that people usually just use for, for ammo, really. Mm-hmm. Um, in most, I know police do a little bit different. They'll hold a uh, radio or, or handcuffs, whatever. Yeah. And um, it, it does not make someone invincible. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it really, it's, it's stupid. Well, it's stupid that people think that like, well, you can't have body armor. Like, well, why? It's just protecting my vital <laughs> yeah, organs. Yeah, man. That's not to say I'm not going to get shot in the leg while wearing right. it. Right. Anyone with half a brain will shoot you somewhere else. If, yeah. if like, if they want to shoot you and they see oh, you man, wearing he's wearing armor, a bulletproof vest. I'll shoot you in the dick. Or the head. You know, like, like, I'll shoot you somewhere like else. Anywhere other than this 10 by 12 region in the center of your body. Right. The stomach, like a gut wound is arguably worse you know than a lot of other places to get yeah, shot man. you know um like it's, uh, it's... but there's so many out there and did you see it like people get into it for the first like the first time like i'm gonna invest in a plate carrier mm-hmm. but i want to do it on a budget oh, you God, know that's, and that's, that's the worst thing ever and honestly and i did it i did i, I did it because, you yeah, you were there telling you me you're like dude just go with anyway. you should look into getting a chest rig i'm like no nah, right. man i need to get a, a plate carrier you're like <laughs> cool dude do it but have you thought about a chest rig? No, uh, I don't need that. And so you guys understand the difference. A chest rig doesn't have any material on the back. Basically, it's kind of just like weird, like goofy looking suspenders. Yeah. With a molly panel on just the front, no ballistic plate usually, and uh, you can just mount shit to it. So if you mm-hmm. need to carry a couple of, like magazines and like a radio, boom, like that's it for you. Yep. And it's way lighter, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're like going back to doing this on a budget. So many people go out and buy. And again, I did this so I'm allowed to, to rip on it because I wasted the money too, <laughs> is go out and they buy metal plates, you know, steel, oh, plates. steel plates. Yeah. And yeah. they're not a bad solution, but like some people swear by it and, you know, well, I don't need this. I'd rather, uh, oh, I think I saw a comment online. Seems like, well, okay, back up for a second. With steel plates, right? Yep. Um, spalling, which mm-hmm. for you guys know, it's like fragmentation when a round hits the steel. Um People actually say, well, I would rather save the money and take the frag than spend the money on lighter, better armor. It's like, all right, man, that's kind of a dumb way to look at it. But if you're that tight up, I would say in some instances, some armor is better than no armor. Get get, but, a, get a chest rig. If you, yeah. don't have, if you don't have the money for a good armor, mm-hmm. get a good chest rig. Yeah, because uh, in a lot of cases, it's going to carry all the same shit. Yeah. You know? You're going to go faster with a chest rig. You'll be lighter. You'll be able to go for longer duration of time. Oh yeah, and uh, I think we're we're starting to see, um, 
it's the idea of being lighter and making better decisions is finally starting to come around, mm-hmm. especially with chest rigs. Um, Cause I know you showed me the, the setup that you had from here in the service, a big bulky, like life vest looking thing versus a lot of stuff you see on the market now where it's, mm. there are no pockets for side panels. Right. Um, there's not ways to attach anything on the back of it. <laughs> there's yeah. like one section in the front where you can like either Velcro something on or clip something in. And that is it. Yeah. You know, and it's, because you don't need that much gear. You really don't. You really don't. Um, and these companies are starting to you market it towards the civilian world where you don't need that much gear. And it's like, okay, that's where you're going to make your money because obviously there's yeah. way more civilians. I think one of, the, one of the best things for a new person getting into this is, you know, if, if you want to get um, some kind of chest rig, cool. You want to get a belt, cool. Work out in it. Yeah. Do, you know, do, do some kind of workout um in your in your kit mm-hmm. and then you know kind of judge how it feels if you work out for an hour and you're totally just I was just gonna say just smoked man it's like you might have too much stuff yeah that's the or it's the, not adjusted the best way to immediately appreciate the gear that you have if it's gonna be um if it's gonna work for you right yeah in a real world situation if it's really gonna be something that works for you now like you said if you may if you can't make it an hour and still feel okay I mean, realistically, you're probably just going to lose that shit and go, you know what, I'm not carrying this for the next, you know, 37 hours, whatever's going on. Now, let's, I want to kind of uh, devil's advocate here or do the other side. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Depending on the scenario, sometimes you do need much more protection. For example, um, let's say you know you will be getting in a confrontation inside close quarters let's say in like inside of a house yeah um if that were the case more than likely you're probably going to get shot Mm -hmm. and you're not going to be traveling far anyway like you're you're in a house well and we so so, armor up yeah if if that's the case but that's um and we see it right now in the news right these home invasions during the rioting and stuff uh you know if you are in a situation where maybe you don't know anybody in a location where you can easily bug out and get out of there or maybe you just whatever happened circumstances did not allow for you to escape and evade mm-hmm. so you're bugging in and you're you're hiding in your home yeah in that um, case dude i would say armor up yeah man. because and like wait you know wait drywall doesn't drywall doesn't stop a nine mil no nah, dude <laughs> so nah. you know it's not like you can hide behind a wall i mean nope. a mattress will do you a little bit but yeah like you're, you're very limited yeah. yeah so in that case you know uh, armor is definitely the better option over a chest rig um, yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, some of the thing, some of the, like, you have to keep that in mind. It's different for everybody depending on what your situation is. dependent. Yes. Met TC dependent. <laughs> yeah. You know, and people want to say, oh, well, you, you got to have this because it's cool or, you know, that's not going to work for you. Well, A, something is usually always better than nothing, mm-hmm. but it is, it's dependent on what you have to deal with. You know, like you have small children. So obviously your, your uh, response is going to be different than mine. Yeah. Cause I can just pick up and go. Yep. Yep. I can throw my wife and the dog in the car and I can just take off. Like you have kids, you got to have enough supplies for them cause they can't go. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, I'm just it's, saying that, you know, if you had put, to put leave the kids in the basement, honey, stay with the kids and I'm going to, you know, do what I can to <laughs> go take care of business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, keep the wolves at bay. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like that's just looking we're just too, that's a pretty small sample size, right? Like right. for me, it's like if I ha- given the option, yeah, I could probably you know hang it out on here. I'm, I'm okay. I got stuff to last yeah. for a little while. Well, yeah. When it comes to a scenario, like what what instantly comes to my mind is all of the um, the riots that go on, and then there were there was one riot where they went into a, um, a suburb. Yep. 
and you a know, lot of them have done that honestly. yeah yeah, yeah. And, like and they start marching through the suburbs man is and it's you know like you're not just gonna bug out when there is a hundred people like standing behind your your no. minivan no like, it doesn't make any sense anywhere. to expose yourself and having something like a chest rig or a plate carrier helps you mean hey you can carry ammo yeah. right so if you're god forbid get into a situation where it's you need ammunition um but you know you can carry more medical on it you know i, I think mine i have a, a tourniquet which is fine it's just a tourniquet mm-hmm. i have a drop pouch that kind of hangs below the bottom has more medical gauze and stuff um a multi-tool a flashlight i carry both of those in a pocket on my uh yeah um on my carrier can also do you have it an extra pouch keep some snacks in there yeah, I got some like yep. I got some uh, MRE chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, dude, it's good you know, stuff. Yeah, something. I mean, it's kind of underrated. I think that uh, you can have a dude, snack. Snacks with you. are a key <laughs> part of any kind of any kind of gear. If you're running without you snacks, should. you're you're messed up. You really, yeah. I mean, if it's, I mean, well, you, you don't know. No one knows how long something is going to last. Yeah. Especially you know, right now, man. It just seems yeah, like man. anytime we turn around, there's a new city on fire. There's mm-hmm. a new set of riots. A new set of circumstances. I mean, hell, dude, look at look at the Pacific Northwest. You know, Portland and... Uh, Shit show, man. Yeah, dude, it's getting out of hand there. And, uh, dude, if I lived up there... And there's a couple different uh, social media personalities in the gun culture that have that are up there, you know? Because yep. the Pacific Northwest is a nice, desirable area. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, dude, you're going to want this kind of gear. You're going to want to be protected. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's super underrated. You know, people that are pro-gun, but not necessarily pro-2A um that weren't buying into it before are now kind of starting to go hey wait a minute maybe i missed something in oh, all of this yeah, maybe see, i like, should have invested gun sales in california oh it's skyrocketed especially <laughs> yeah, since the the ban has lifted <laughs> right um but again just like everything else uh you can't find half this stuff right now like spiritus systems is a huge mm-hmm. manufacturer of uh soft gear um mm-hmm. their uh their plate carrier very popular on the market they have a uh what the hell they call it? It's like a chassis. It's like a little pouch that clips into the front of it that you can have different inserts for gear. Yep. Very popular. There are chest rigs. All that stuff is just selling out. Every and they have like regular weekly restocks, and they can't keep anything in stock. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing with like uh, Ferro Concepts. Um, there's another big one. I know Velocity Systems makes a pretty good plate carrier. I think uh, the Scarab. Yeah. You know, there's a lot yeah, of companies. Everyone out there. is trying to buy right now, mm-hmm. and you, you turn on the news for dude more than more than one minute. Yeah. And, you know, like the panic is just being blasted out well, and, yeah. and people respond to it, you know, like no well, one. And we kind of went straight from, you know, we had the COVID virus lockdowns where people were, uh, mm-hmm. you know, borderline fighting each other in stores for toilet paper, toilet paper, man, yeah. basic yeah. essentials. And just as things were starting to, we thought starting to kind of turn the corner and we were going to get this, uh, you know, 2020 wasn't getting back on track. And then we kind of hit the social, uh, or I'm um, yeah, the social injustice, uh, problem that we now run into as a world and it's rioting everywhere and mm-hmm. yeah i'd be ready for it man yeah um but like the the next part that i really kind of want to like this is like the 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 one thing i think that you can have that offers you some benefits mm-hmm. but you probably you might not really need is a good helmet right and we talked yes. about it um D- depending on what you're what you're doing once again like situationally dependent and you yeah. don't really i mean it's i put it at the top of the list because it's or i guess last on the list because it's really one of those things like do you need a helmet not i mean yes you want to protect your head 
you know, to say you don't right, need a helmet. Right. But um, in the application we're talking about, what do people really use helmets for? You carry comm gear on them sometimes. It, but yeah. those setups are like four, five hundred, six hundred dollars before yep. you even talk about the helmet itself. Um, or if you're running night vision. Which again, um, as a civilian, you you can own. That's absolutely. Not a, it's it's just very expensive to get oh, into. It's stupid expensive. I yeah. want it so bad, but I just can't justify spending the money right now. There's other stuff that I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, in and out of the tactical space, <laughs> there's other stuff yeah. I need to spend money on. You know, um, but a helmet. You, know, you got ballistic helmets, right? Which can yep. help uh, uh, deflect. Uh, I think most of them are rated up to a five five six round. I know a lot of the to get talked about now is. Uh, Dealing with a 7.62. 7.62 by 39, I believe is Which what is your standard AK round. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really uh, a lot of ballistic helmets once we hit the world, uh, sorry, the, the war on terror, we realized our ballistic helmets didn't really stand up as well as we right. thought to a 7.62 round. So that's kind of where the new standard's going. But the other type of helmet you get is the bump helmet, which is, it, it's going to protect you from bumping your head. You know, you fall yep. over and stuff. Um I own a bump helmet. I don't run night vision or anything like that. Uh, it was something I, I did because I, I thought that I you know, could benefit from owning it. Yeah. Now, once again, um, speed versus security. Yep. If you know that you are going to be out and about, I would not recommend wearing a ballistic helmet and plates. Yeah, the weight is like you're, a you're big gonna, factor. Yeah, like you're, you're eventually you're gonna, you're gonna get tired. Well, and this is where you kind of come back to the whole conversation about uh, you know fitness. Um, yeah, yeah, you which, know, which is that, that's a big deal. And um, actually, I saw a good. We we talked about this today a little bit earlier. Uh, we saw a video online from uh, John Lovell at Warrior mm-hmm. Poet Society um, talking about the difference between a, a shooter and an operator. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to confuse it. Like I don't consider myself an operator. You might have at one point. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a normal <laughs> but, dude now. Man. Uh, you know, there's a reason why you guys want you know, the military goes through basic training and you train as your job because you have to build up the stamina to carry all of that. Yeah. All that gear. Um, you know, so. And we keep coming back to this. You got to carry what you need. but Don't weigh yourself down. Yep. Um, and it happens. You were just talking about first. I don't you know, like. You don't need a backpack like on top of all your other kit. You don't need a backpack full of spare batteries and Dear God, no. Uh, no, and, two um, gallons of water and a sandwich no, and no. an extra so, pair of shoes. So in, in the service, it was like what one one way you could tell uh, someone's proficiency level is you can just look at how much gear they have on them. Usually a newer, younger guy is going to have pretty much every type of piece of kit strapped to him somehow they don't want to be caught without something yeah yeah dude it's gonna be you know weighed down 200 pounds and then you look at the um the much more proficient you know if you want to call them operators whatever just uh just individuals and and this is call them individuals you know the more proficient individuals um they typically run very slick because all of their skills, dude, like they're in their noggin, man. I was just going to say, like you they, can you can get yeah. around a lot of problems just by knowing how to like think creatively. Yes, exactly. You know, you don't like, okay, I don't have a pair of, uh, you know, like wire dykes. Okay, right. well, do you have a pocket knife? Then there you go. You can strip wire with a pocket knife. Is it supposed to work that way? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Is it the most fun thing in the world? No, I've had to do it before. It kind of right. sucks. But if you're... If you've been in that situation before, you're proficient with these things, you know, you can get one tool to do 
you know, 30 different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like, you know, multi-tools are a great piece of kit that I think are super underrated when people talk about stuff they carry on them. Yeah, you know, you got yeah. scissors, you got a nail file, you got screwdrivers, yeah, you got pliers, you got, stuff. you know, wire cutters. I mean, yeah, just, it's ridiculous. Um, but honestly, of most of the people that I know, uh, and again, that's a pretty small pool. I, I don't think, I, I know too many that actually carry one of those on their immediate kit. Mine sits in my plate carrier, but. If I do carry a multi-tool, like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll throw it in a backpack or something. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, on my kit, like I said, man, I, I try to run as slick mm-hmm. and light as I can. Well, for me, it was, you know, I had an empty spot there. I just threw, it was either, do I need two more loaded magazines or should I throw this multi-tool and a flashlight? It's like, you know what, I'm probably going to get a little bit more value out of the multi-tool and the flashlight. So, um, like, cause, I mean. You could just leave it blank. I could. No there. I could. That to buy, oh, it'd be an excuse to buy another piece of kit, another little Velcro flap. <laughs> yeah. I could fill that whole thing with snacks instead of, instead See, of. that's the real intent of the dump pouch. <laughs> the whole Cheetos. Snack pouch, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, yeah, it, beef jerky, candy, some Skittles. Yep. You know, whatever you, whatever you got, man. Um, definitely undervalued. And well, I mean, if you've been through it, you clearly have, you appreciate having those kinds of things. And I've, yeah. Um, I've read uh, quite a few books during lockdown and it seems like one thing that comes in common is like the goofy way people sneak snacks into training in the military. Oh my God. Uh, it, I think yeah. it was, uh, that and like in dip, Oh, like sneaking, sneaking yeah, in yeah. some kind of like, you know, tobacco product. Um, I think it was the, the book I read on, it was uh, Rob O'Neill's book, the operator. Uh, he was, uh, he's the Navy SEAL that killed bin Laden. Uh, he was talking about going through his buds class and with his swim buddy and he looked over and the guy where his, uh, dive knife should be yeah <laughs> was a snickers bar dude, that's awesome <laughs> he's like dude come on they're like dude they're gonna smoke our asses for that he's like not if they don't catch us so shut up and i'll split it with you and there was like a five mile swim or something or two miles swim like they made it all yeah. out on the lake nobody's around they ate the snickers bar oh like, yeah man i that's mean like you, you just you read something like that you're like you can't help but just laugh because you're like come on really yeah. but you know hey yeah, it's for important tobacco what we used to do is we would um we would take our knives and make small incisions in our mattresses <laughs> we, we would just idle like a bunch of dip in the mattress, and then we would um, we would hide dip in certain trees around a post, you know, like and then, like, so when you went through yeah, training, like, and you and could just... all the candidates knew like okay, that's a dipping tree, that's a dipping tree. Oh my god! You know? But I mean, and that's really uh, those small comforts really do actually go oh my a god. long way if you find yourself in the situation well, that like yeah, man, because you like you get mentally smoked. Yeah. You know, and physically smoked as well, but like the mental aspect is huge. And if if like sneaking a a a, a chew mm-hmm. will carry you forward another day, then like hell yeah, Honestly, man, you know, go for it. I think the mental thing's huge, and we'll talk about. I know we talked about doing something on this a little bit more in depth down the line here, but like if it's if there's anything that really highlights that to people, dude, it's been locked down. Just not being able to leave your house, oh not being God. able to like get back to yeah. normal life. Dude, I, I know I work from home every day. Yeah, like, same. I mean, you have like your wife home with you and the kids, which on some hand I'm, I'm sure is a challenge. Like, dude, dude locked in the house with three children. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, dude, on the flip side of the coin, it's just me, like, and my right. dog who sleeps all day. Yep. So, like, I am alone all day long uh, with nobody else around me and like a utter lack of interaction. Uh, some days are better because, you know, I get to like, uh, we have like video calls and stuff, but, mm-hmm. uh, the mental level of things is, uh, 
you know, it's, it's definitely a consideration. Uh, so, you know, it was that, that small comfort of your favorite candy or your dip or a cigar, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I don't want to push tobacco on people. You know, no, like if that's but, not your thing, yeah. like if, if your thing is, I don't know, gummy bears, bubble gum, yeah. you know, sure, man, like whatever you need. Yeah, dude, whatever you need to kind of get you, you know, get you over the hump. But I mean, I think, uh, kind of getting back to it, you know, I, I think that a lot of with the first time gun owners coming around, I think that a lot of people could benefit, you know, from really just hearing what we just had to say, but like, there's so many options out there, really. You just got to be mm. smart and do the research, right? Yep. Uh, I think we, we both waste, wasted enough money on gear to yep. know, like, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, and kind of if I can just, get, like, like high level, like, okay, don't buy anything that's nylon-based. Your, your holster should be rigid, <laughs> you know, hard yes. plastic. Uh, yes. If it says Uncle Mike's, put it down, back away slowly, all right? Uh, I don't even know how that company is still in business. I really don't. Those are like holsters for like air softers and children. I don't, hey, un- you know, you still see people that buy it. And they're like, yeah, I know it's nothing crazy, but I can get away with it. It's like, yeah, well, when you shoot yourself in the dick because your, yeah. your shitty holster failed, uh, maybe you'll, maybe after that $7,000 surgery to repair your right. junk. Well, I think it just shows um, the mindset that not everyone shares the, the buy once cry once mentality. Oh, definitely and I, not. I totally get it, dude. A lot of people have to ball on a budget. You know, you've, you've got like 700 bucks in your bank account and that has to last you the next two weeks. And you yeah. want to, you know, you want to get a holster for your, your Keltec you just got for $150. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know dude, I like, get it. Kind of get your nylon. The way you got to think about it though, is like when you add up the $40 holster that you bought, and then you wanted to upgrade to bought another $60 one. And then you finally learned a thing or three. So then you spent $120 on a Kydex holster. You yeah. didn't just spend $120 on a Kydex holster. Right. You spent like $220 <laughs> <Yeah>. on three <laughs> holsters, yeah. only one of which you're ever going to use. And it's the same thing with guns also. Yeah. You know, yeah. guys going, oh, well, I'll just start with this, you know, with this gun, then I'll upgrade later. Mm, and, I mean, you yeah. can, but, like, you end up dumping a lot of money when you could have just paid the the thousand dollars for that nice rifle the first time what you really wanted yeah yeah the one that you actually i mean hell dude that's that's ended up i and this isn't a knock on it like i i carried a smith and wesson shield as my concealed carry gun for which is a great gun it is it's not bad it wasn't what i wanted right the store didn't have the glock 43 that i wanted and i let the sales guy talk me into it and then for the next two two three years i stewed and brewed over uh my misery about hey i it's not bad but it's really not what i wanted yeah you know as i watch my my brother who carries a 43 and i'm like yep. okay that's the gun i wanted jerk you know so then i went out and bought a 43 x um you know and, and again the shield's a good gun but it's like you know if i would have just waited that extra week it would have taken to get it in stock i would have saved mm-hmm. myself this money because now the shield just kind of sits on the shelf yeah and i don't carry it i mean i might be maybe a good backup piece at one point or something it's oh, kind of slimmer Whatever. But it's not what you wanted to yeah. begin with. Yeah, yeah so I don't don't let those kind of things make those decisions uh, with your gear. You know, I mean, uh, save up a little bit and buy the quality stuff to support. And because you got to think like it's almost like uh, at work. When I'm at work, we talk about you work backwards from your goal and design your plan backwards. Like if your goal is to protect yourself or your family, whatever, like consider that and then build backwards. Working mm-hmm. on a budget is fine you know we've talked about a lot of budget yeah. well budget friendly i don't want to well, say budget line well, dude, neither but, of us are rich man but 
You know, it you're doesn't, not? It doesn't you have three mean, kids and yeah, you're not? Right. <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to go out and buy like a Noveski rifle with a night force optic and... <sighs> You know, like God, how that's I would not, love to do that. Oh, it'd be sweet. <laughs> well, I guess it's not necessary. No. You, know, you can get yourself, uh, and it was an Aero Precision mm-hmm. rifle or a S- Smith and Wesson M P fifteen. Yep. And you get yourself a Vortex optic, and you, dude, you'll you'll be set, man. Yeah, and that's a th- I think you're starting to see that kind of uh, ideology come around, you know, online and stuff too, as people are finally starting to accept. Like, right now. A, people have other shit to worry about, but B, you can't get half of this stuff. Right. So there's a lot well, the prices of prices are jacked up. Dude, exactly. Like yeah. you don't have the money to drop eight hundred dollars on an aimpoint right now. Is it worth it? Uh, yeah, aimpoint makes a great product. Right. Um, but if when you look at that eight hundred dollars, do you need it to be that rugged, or can you get by with a two three hundred dollar hollow sun and then take the other five hundred dollars yeah, and reinvest that into uh a, a rifle optic or yeah. a plate carrier or a battle belt so say, or once any again, number of situationally things. dependent. You yeah. Know, what are you really, going to be doing with yeah. this gear? You know, so there's a lot of options out there for gear guys. And I, I welcome you all to check out our Instagram page. We have just a few things on there. If you kind of want to see how we have ours set up, uh, it's prepared.mindset.pod. That's our Instagram account. Uh, we'll be sharing a little bit more of that stuff on our Facebook page as Facebook allows. We did have our first mm-hmm. uh, community standards rejection. Uh, trying to share an article today on urban survival, which uh, with everything going on in the world right now, you would probably think they want to promote that kind of thing. But, hey, Facebook, you do Facebook, right? Yeah, dude. Whatever. Uh, so just be smart. Uh, like we always say here, do the research for yourself and figure out what works for you, mm-hmm. right? That's all we got for you guys. Until next time, be prepared.